For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy New Year. It's 2021, and hopefully it's going to be a good year for the Aztecs basketball team. I am Matt Scraby. I am usually joined by Randy Holcomb, but this week Randy is going to be out. He has some things to take care of, so he's going to rejoin us next week, and I just wanted to drop a podcast real quick, the Believe Aztecs Hoops podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe has a podcast for every one of your teams and the only place with a show for your favorite team. We believe in our teams. And let me tell you, over the holiday break, I went through Believe's podcast network, and there is anything you want. It's out there, and there's got some talented people. And I love the fact that these people are are kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, on the ground where these teams are located, or they have a good understanding of what these teams are all about. If you want a podcast about the Chicago Bears, they have one for that. If you want a podcast about the Richmond Spiders basketball team. I saw that they had a podcast for that. So go check out all of the Believe podcasts. It's it's an awesome network. I'm glad I'm part of it. I know Randy is as well. So uh, we're, we're happy to have you with us. Let's just start with the Aztecs. And I, I, I guess I, I just cannot get past the fact that they lost to Colorado State on Saturday night, 78 to 67. It was embarrassing to say the least there's no way to sugarcoat this and i hope that i'm not too negative of a guy on this podcast because there is a lot to be positive about i mean it was just one game but it was the aztecs lost a game that they just had no business losing and this is this is going to be a little doom and gloom for a second so bear with me but I think we all felt the same way when we were watching that game on Saturday, seeing the Aztecs go up by 26 points. And then I uh, saw that they lost the lead, or I was watching when they lost the lead. And it was on the worst part about this whole thing, I think, after they lost the lead, is that I realized this game is on national TV. It's on. It was on our CBS 8 here in San Diego, and it was broadcast all over the country to everyone who wanted to watch the basketball, who usually watches CBS basketball at that time. And it was a time for the Aztecs to really show the country what they're all about and and kind of put to, to rest some of those rumors of an East Coast bias or West Coast bias because usually that's where I'm at. I've been a West Coast guy my entire life, and I, I feel like there is some sort of bias uh, over here because people aren't watching the games and the Aztecs we know that the Aztecs are a better basketball team than they were on Saturday night or Saturday during the um, the national TV broadcast this this was a big loss it was a huge loss and this is uh has the possibility to impact seeding in the tournament later on because now you're in a, a Mountain West who might get three bids at the most for the NCAA tournament, and you're kind of on the on the outs looking in from here on out. Every the rest of the season basically is going to be you have to try to go undefeated, and, and I know that they're never gonna they're not going to do that. But 
each game now is very important. It's all in Mountain West Conference play. They have to figure out a way to reverse course on these two losses that they had that they really had no business losing. So except BYU was a tough team. I don't I don't blame them for losing to BYU, but this uh this this loss on Saturday was just something where I was just shaking my head the entire time. And there there's there's a couple things about what happened on Saturday. I saw after the game Matt Mitchell said that the team may have lost focus down the stretch, which was surprising to me because Brian Detcher's not a guy who's gonna allow his team to lose focus and, and I'm really, really surprised that they they lost such a big lead. They were the first Mountain West team ever to uh, lose a 26-point lead, and that's never a good uh, record to hold. It's not the one that you want to be known for, and Brian Dutcher's teams are known for being disciplined and being uh, prepared and being ready to play, and it, it just seemed like this team kind of looked past Colorado State a little bit when they did get up to their big lead. And that is something I think that the team will not ever do again this season because they they will realize. So there is a silver lining in this, I believe. I believe that they are able to learn from this and realize that there is no lead that is safe in college basketball and there's no lead that's safe in the Mountain West. And obviously against them, they have good defense. That's another characteristic of a Brian Detcher team is good defense. So to give up all those points and have Colorado State go on these long runs in the second half, it doesn't really, it just is a recipe for disaster every single time. And it doesn't really make sense to me because of how we know that this team can play and how we know that Brian Detcher likes to coach his teams. Another thing we kind of talked about in previous podcasts was that Nathan Mensa. Well, let me not just single him out first. It's 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 an inconsistency across the team because there are a couple of players that aren't really able to keep that uh, consistent level of play across a few game stretch instead of just a single game and then they go into you know some sort of slump for a couple games and then they come out of it. But uh, Nathan Mensa, we've seen this before. And he he was dominant against Arizona State. The next game, he didn't have a very good game at all. And against St. Mary's, where the Aztecs just dominated St. Mary's, Nathan Mensah uh, was was a dominating force in that game, too. He had 18 points, 13 rebounds, and six blocks against St. Mary's. And in this first Colorado State game, he had four points, four rebounds, and uh, one block. So you got to be better than that. And I'll even take – I mean, he doesn't need to be great like the 18 points, 13 rebounds, six blocks every night. I'll even take the 10 points, nine rebounds, and six blocks. I like the six blocks because he is awesome in the middle. And he's really – he's just an interesting and fun defender to watch play because I like shot blockers. They're always kind of gauging up where the basketball is, and I just love to see a good shot blocker which Nathan Mensa is a really good shot blocker. So he is fun to watch when he, he's running on all cylinders, but sometimes when he's struggling, it, it's it, you kind of just are questioning why, because he's so good. We know he's so good. But those are all things that he needs to just play. He needs to just play and work all of these these different things out because he wasn't able to to play much last year. He wasn't able he, he wasn't able to be out on the court. He wasn't able to practice. So he's just kind of trying to find himself in college basketball. And I think uh, I think he's just he's going to be just fine. But right now in this season, the Aztecs need a little bit more consistency from Nathan Mensa. And the same goes for Trey Pulliam. He has games where he looks great, and then he has games where 
he just doesn't make a basket. In the Colorado State game, he didn't make a basket in 34-plus minutes. He did have six assists, which is nice because um, he, he's a guard and he needs to distribute the ball and the offense needs to kind of run through other people other than him. But there there needs to be a, a more of a scoring threat. And when, when you got someone like Terrell Gomez, who is the transfer from Cal State Northridge, when you got someone like him and he he's a good scorer, he, he's an above average scorer. I mean, he's definitely above average scorer. He's one of the best shooters in the country. So I, I don't want to sell him short there, but the when when you have Terrell, when you have Trey Pulliam on the court for with your guys, Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle, you're taking away, I, I guess the thought process would be is that you can't feed three shooters. You can't feed three scores on the court. So when Trey Pulliam comes out and maybe Matt Mitchell or Jordan Shackle or both go, go out of the game and they are resting, then you can have Terrell Gomez in and you kind of have that second line of defense so that your, your, your starters can get their rest. But at the same time, you're not worried about what's going to happen on the court. You're, you you know that you can, you can push the lead or you can push uh, – you know that you can keep up with the other team by playing defense and having someone like Terrell Gomez on the court to score. So it, those are things that Brian Dutcher might experiment with later is going with a different lineup because Trey Pulliam needs to score, especially when he – even if he gives six or eight points, he needs to score. And the other thing that the team needs to do, and I, I'm really going downhill on this, but I, it, it's so easy to point out things that are wrong – and it's so hard to point out things when it's going well. And I'm going to talk about the game when they beat Colorado State in just a second. So I'll get on from this. But I just these are all things that I'm seeing early in the year that need to be fixed if they want to make a deep run in the Mountain West Conference Tournament or even the NCAA Tournament. And that's make your free throws. They are not shooting their free throws very well. And when you're, when you're at the line and you're shooting 14 for 30, you have – a very limit, a slim chance to win when you're not taking advantage of these free points. Now you don't have to make all of them, but even just making six more is is something that could change a game. And they need to f- figure out why they're not making their free throws. It's like I play a lot of golf, and and I always tell people that are are new to golf that you don't need to go big off the tee every single time, and. And when you're practicing, maybe practice your putting as well because when you're going big off the tee, that's one shot. But when you're on the green and you miss a three-foot putt, that's all the same. It doesn't matter how far it goes. It counts for all the same, and you're you're leaving strokes out there on the course. And it's the same, I hope, I hope I'm explaining that very – I hope I'm explaining that well, but it's the same in my mind at least with the Aztecs not making their free throws. They have to make their free throws. They have to take advantage of the opportunities that they're given because they're not like they were last year where they can score it well. They have to – they have to use – their opportunities to their benefit and they have to limit opportunities for the other team. I know. I just pretty much said they have to score more than the other team to win the game. But I think, uh, you know, I don't know. In a roundabout way, maybe it works. Now, I told you I was going to talk about the Aztecs. They beat Colorado State 78-65. to It was a good game. Jordan Shackle had a career-high 28 points and eight threes in that 78-65 to win. And, and it's interesting because it was the second game of their two-game set, which are going to be two-game sets from here on out in conference play at least. And uh, the so – we, we've talked about it on this podcast before with Randy. He he said that he finds it interesting because in the second game, the team already has played them 
in, in the first game. So it's a different strategy for coaches and for, for teams going into the second game. So it was, I, I was really interested to see what they were going to do. And what they did was what exactly I thought they were going to do in the game before. But again, Jordan Shackle, career high, 28 points. He's one of the best shooters in the country. He has such a pure stroke, eight threes. And y- you got a, a lot of uh, people – you know, I, I saw a lot of tweets out there because there was a point where they were up 26 points, the Aztecs were, and I saw some tweets about, uh-oh, here we go again, and I, I don't – I kind of had that feeling too, trust me, because I, I fear the worst, and with uh, 2021 and 2020 and all that stuff, you know, it's kind of weird, and, and you never know what could happen, but I attribute them coming back to a little bit to prevent defense in, say, the NFL you know, when when a team's up a lot, they they just relax their guys, make sure nothing big happens, nothing goes over the top, and they they limit they they waste the clock, they limit the damage, and I think that's kind of what the Aztecs were doing there when they were up by twenty six. There was no real threat from Colorado State to come back, and it was good to see that the team refocused and got back on track and going again. And they're gonna have to they're gonna have to. Uh, uh, buckle down or strap down is what I was going to say, but I don't really think strap down is a, a term. It's I, I don't think it is, but uh, they're going to have to buckle up because they're going to be playing Nevada at home, and then they're going to be going on the road to play Air Force, and they're also going to be going on the road to play Utah State. They're playing Utah State first, and then they play Air Force, so four games on the road, and these are two places that are tough to play. Utah State, obviously there's no fans, but still, the Mountain West is called the Mountain West for a reason. It's, uh, it has a lot of games held in the mountains, and uh, it doesn't take a geologist or a genius to know that, but a lot of these schools are at higher elevations, and the Aztecs have played here before. Jordan Shackle, Matt Mitchell have played at Utah State. They've also played at Air Force, so it, it's, it's going to be uh, a tough stretch for them with Nevada, then Utah State, and then Air Force. But we'll really know what the team is all about here after this little uh, three, uh, the first road trip of conference play in the season. And I do believe that they're going to come out of that winning at least five of those six games, maybe four on the bad side, but that would be disastrous in my mind. And I know that's a little bit dramatic, but that would be a, a disaster if they were to lose more than two games, I would say kiss the NCAA tournament goodbye if they did that unless they were to win the Mountain West uh, Conference Tournament of course so that's all my thoughts here on the Aztecs in the last couple weeks Uh, Randy again will join us next week I know he was bummed that he couldn't be here this week he's just got stuff going on so I said it's okay Randy you get things together and we'll join up next week for the Believe Aztecs Hoops podcast on the Believe Podcast Network please tell all your friends about it please go and follow Believe you can follow me at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B-Y on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, reach out to me. Let me know what you think about the show. Let let Randy and I know what you think about the show. Appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we'll be back with you next week with some more Aztecs Hoops podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.